to Pod Academy. This is the second podcast in our series on exciting research in the field of electronic engineering with Dr. Radu Sporer and his colleagues from Surrey University. You're listening to Potential Difference, the electronic engineering podcast with me, Dr. Radu Sporer. This series of programs is devoted to technologies which still have a long way to go before they become part of everyday products but which show real promise of changing the way we think about energy-efficient electronics. I have deliberately avoided interviewing or quoting the most established and well-known scientists and engineers. Instead, you will hear from some of my young colleagues, researchers and doctoral students from the Advanced Technology Institute at the University of Surrey. I hope that their accounts from the coalface of electronics and materials research will demonstrate the tremendous enthusiasm and interest that exists in these potentially world-changing technologies. You may have a friend, or indeed be the unfortunate friend, who has managed to drop a smartphone or a tablet and break the screen. The repairs are costly, and sometimes the device is a write-off. Having a glass display is a big disadvantage for gadgets which are carried around everywhere and can easily find themselves plunging toward the hard pavement. Glass is not only brittle, but also quite a heavy material, and for all intents and purposes, rigid. It's not surprising, then, that engineers are looking for a replacement. The bulk of a modern electronic device is largely given by the dimensions of the display screen. Televisions, laptops, smartphones, you name it, you can't pack them smaller than the screen size. But what if the screens were made of flexible plastic? A roll-up screen would extend to its full size when you're using it, but be stowed away in a cylinder where you aren't. A tablet computer with a flexible screen would be no larger than a pen. This would mean a tremendous boost in portability for electronic devices. What's more, a plastic screen would be a lot tougher should the device be accidentally dropped or hit. But replacing glass with flexible plastic is not entirely straightforward. PhD student Abdul al-Shamari describes why that is. We are making display screen using silicon deposited in a thin layer on the glass. Some parts of the process required very high temperatures. If we were to replace the glass with plastic, we would face a problem because the plastic would simply melt. To get around this problem, we need to set silicon aside and use instead a material which can be processed at low enough temperature so that the plastic film doesn't get damaged say 100 degrees Celsius. A class of good materials for the purpose are organic semiconductors. These have nothing to do with the expensive fruit and veg at the supermarket. Organic means that they're chemical compounds of carbon and they're semiconductors because just like silicon, we can change their properties from being electrically insulating to being good conductors of electricity. Stamatis Georgakopoulos has just finished his PhD in organic electronics. Organic semiconductors are quite a bit different from silicon, which is a single element. They are based on carbon and also contain hydrogen, nitrogen and oxygen, the common elements for all organic matter. So by designing molecules of a particular structure, we can tailor their electronic properties and make everything we need, conductors, semiconductors and insulators. The possibilities are endless. There are currently more than 1,000 reported organic semiconductors under research. Low-temperature organic semiconductors laid on plastic foils are a great way of making future electronics flexible, durable and lightweight. Of course, a roll-up tablet would be excellent, but bendy electronics would be more than just cool. 
they'd be cheap. Display screens large or small are currently made on glass panels sometimes as big as double bed sheets which are then cut to size. The machines needed to handle these fragile plates of glass are bulky, cumbersome and expensive. The processing happens at high temperatures in large sealed chambers which are pumped to very high vacuum. A lot of energy is used in the process. Making electronics on bendy plastic films would allow manufacturers to do away with these vacuum systems and the machinery which handles the large glass plates and to save quite a bit of energy as a result of the low temperatures. Imagine how this might happen. Plastic film of a large roll is fed into a machine and passed through different stages of fabrication. At the other end of the machine, the film containing just made flexible electronics is spooled onto another roll ahead of being cut away into individual products. This roll-to-roll -roll process is very similar to the way we print magazines and newspapers and would allow us to make electronics just as quickly and almost as cheaply. We can even have specialized inkjet printers in our homes with different electronic inks, download circuit and display schematics from the internet and just print them right there and then. Flexible electronics would let us make ultra-large screen TVs which roll up for unobtrusive storage or computers the size of a pen which include a flexible display as large as a tablet. But they would also make extremely low-cost disposable sensors, for example, ones that could be embedded in buildings and would wirelessly transmit the condition of the structure in real time, or electronic plasters that would monitor the healing of a wound. Organic semiconductors have another great advantage. They can be processed from solution. Put simply, they can be made into inks, paints and sprays, and that could greatly simplify manufacturing. Printing, stamping and engraving are fast becoming real alternatives to conventional fabrication when it comes to very low-cost electronic devices. I'm standing next to an inkjet printer resembling a conventional desktop model, but about as big as the kitchen sink. Apart from its size and the £50,000 price tag, there is something special about this machine. This printer is capable of printing any materials that can be made into an ink. This includes semiconductor and insulator, but also conductors. We can print metallic inks such as silver or copper and create patterns of electrical pathways finer than human hair. Compared to the conventional fabrication, this is a cheap piece of equipment and the electronics it produces are also very cheap because there is very little waste and materials are not that expensive. Some of the materials are transparent, so with this kind of machine we can make electronics that are see-through, flexible, lightweight, biodegradable, and incredibly low cost. In other words, something that conventional manufacturing simply cannot achieve. So is the future of electronics flexible? It seems that there are plenty of reasons why it should be. Charles Apoku. The thing is, the future is bright because um, we no longer need uh, these expensive laboratories. Electronic circuits can be taken out of the lab, and that's what's great. These are unconventional systems. Telegraph transmitters were revolutionary in their day, but they bear little resemblance to modern technology. The rigid electronics such as we make today will eventually seem just as clumsy and primitive. But I hope that they will also be remembered as being as world-changing as those 19th-century wooden-boxed electrical machines.